Thanks for taking the time to listen to this Mental Health Network podcast. For all the latest news and resources, and to find out more about the Mental Health Network, please visit nhsconfed.org forward slash MHN. Hello, welcome to this podcast on leadership in the mental health sector. I'm Marie Gabriel, CBE, Chair of East London NHS Foundation Trust and Mental Health Network Board Member. So this is the first of a two-part series where I will be having a discussion with leaders from black and minority ethnic backgrounds about their leadership experiences. What's it like to reach these positions? How can we make sure people from different backgrounds are welcomed into these roles? And the advantages that this brings to an organisation. So, hello everyone. Why don't you introduce yourselves? I'm Lorraine Sanduza, I'm Interim Chief Nurse for East London Foundation Trust. Hello, my name is Florence Aqua. I'm the Adult Safeguarding Lead Nurse for the London Northwest University NHS Trust. And I'm also a part of the RES Frontline Staff Forum discussion. Hi, I'm Jilly Lee. I'm an advanced practitioner at Manchester Local Care Organisation and currently the professional lead for the Community Matron Service. So Lorraine, I wanted to ask you a question first. We can all agree on the benefits of having frontline staff be representative of the population in mental health services, but how important is it that leadership within the sector is also representative of the population it serves, and why is that? I think it's fiercely important. I think if you think about it, it's really down to the NHS constitution in terms of what we as an NHS believe. So there's something about equity and fairness across the board. Um, I think there's something about the staff who are making decisions related to population health also represent the population they're making decisions on so that no assumptions are made. We know that uh, organisations that have more diversity are more successful. There's something, there's a richness that diversity brings that I think the NHS should celebrate from frontline all the way to the top of the, the NHS. It's the right thing to do. Thank you, Lorraine. So Florence, who are your inspirations? Who have you had as a coach or mentor? One of my inspirations is my current manager because he allows me to have the, the, the ability to lead and, to, and gives me the space to grow. And I've just met Lorraine as well, and she's the second BME chief nurse I've met. Because again, you look at it and you're seeing yourself. She, she allows me to see me in her that I have the ability to get there. And that actually gives me a lot of inspiration. And I think it will give a lot of other BME uh, staff inspiration as well, that it is something that we can achieve. It is not an impossible dream. It is a possible dream. Did you want to say anything about your work within the Frontline Forum for the rest? Since we started last November, uh, it's about 25 of us from different NHS trusts up and down the country and we've come together in such a way that it has had a massive impact I think on each and every one differently. We are there as a support ne network, we're there you know to cry, a shoulder to cry on, we're also there to encourage each other and we're here today at uh, Comfort 18 and it's an, it, the experience that we're all getting individually and collectively is actually giving us that impetus that you know what change is coming and we want to be at the forefront of that change. Jilly, I wonder um, what your vision is for the future of the NHS. What would the ideal NHS look like in five, ten years, twenty years from now? So I think what I'd like to see is um, I guess for, for BME staff to be really clear and comfortable in their leadership uh, positions at all levels. I would really be happy if bias and discrimination was a thing of the past. 
but if not, realistically, that someone like myself, a woman of colour, and my colleagues, my peers, uh, my reports, were comfortable enough to take up those challenging conversations and, um, and actually go there and, and bring that um, change within our cultures. Um, I agree that I think that we need to move on, that um, I, I don't really want to see um, our BME uh, staff uh, being polished to be like the current leadership. I want us to be different and that's what we know. It's not just a business case, it is a reality to be that authentic, but actually it, it creates that um, diversity of thought. As three incredibly inspirational black women leaders, can I ask you, how important is it specifically to seek the respect of your black staff members? I think it's really important um, because I, th I think we know historically that um, BME staff are, feel excluded. So there's something about our responsibility to go to them as opposed to always waiting for BME staff to come to us. I know specifically that I represent a possibility and I know people have spoken to me about that is quite inspiring to them knowing that they can achieve something but they also need to understand my journey as well and openness and transparency but with me encouraging them to to be the best that they can be so i do think it is important and i think we should do it and really embrace that pool of talent that so often is is overlooked so i think my role is to make sure that i help to lift people who for so long have not been lifted um, as well it doesn't mean i exclude anyone because I have to role model what I want other people to role model as well. But there's some people who need that bit extra help because the things that's pushing them down is heavier than for everybody else. Florence. Yes, it's important and I do actually agree with everything Lorraine said because as it, as, as it is out there, yes, for the BME staff, there's that extra burden that they carry. So when they see you in that leadership role, it's important for them to understand that unfortunately right now that the struggle is real and this is what the obstacles might be. However, it is for us also to encourage them that hope is not lost. You know, keep on going, have that, you know, sense of purpose, you will persevere. So as leaders ourselves, yes, it's important that, you know, we do support the BME staff, but then as Lorraine said, it's an inclusive thing. So you include everybody, but because of the extra layers, and we've all been through it, we all have our stories, they do need that extra bit of support as well. So in regards to whether I think that um, I should uh, foster the respect of BME staff members, I think what I'd like to do is to flip that that thought and actually what I see as being most important is to have respect for myself and that what I hope will then invoke respect from my colleagues and I guess that would be BME or non-BME and what I'll do I, I kind of think that it's really important that um, for us to acknowledge that that there are difference in leadership styles and whilst at times people might not agree with your style I would hope that they would respect your style and sometimes it's important for me to disagree with my BME colleagues to get to the end result. So I think you have to respect yourself and that is probably the best way to gain the respect from others. Well, that brings us to the end of our conversation today. Although there is definitely more left to discuss, 
and clearly those discussions need to be had with others who hold power. For now though, I'd like to thank our panellists for sharing their experience with us. In the next episode, we'll be talking to three more inspirational leaders, including Ifti Majid, Yvonne Coghill and Wayne Farrah. Between them, they'll discuss issues such as the role of non-BME leaders. In order to crack this issue, we need to have white advocacy. White people need to understand some of the difficulties and the problems through years and years and years of structural inequality. And how we should intervene to level the playing field. The issue about how we intervene in people's sort of career development actually starts with us as senior leaders because I think something that I wondered in my early in my career, where are those role models? Where do I look up there and see people like me? Because I didn't. Thanks for listening.